ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. And Welcome to Uncategorized. Hot or cold, light or dark, male or female. In the United States, the concepts of binaries have been ingrained in our psyche for generations. Children's gender roles are dictated by what toys they can play with or how they are allowed to behave on the playground. Teenagers are taught to present themselves a certain way, from the hair on their heads to the shoes on their feet. Adults are supposed to be well-versed in gendered culture, and most importantly, it's strictly implied that they are not to question them. Everyone is taught, whether through their upbringing or various forms of media, to follow these strict guidelines of blue and pink. But what if you're purple? What if you don't fit into the binary? Studies on gender have been conducted since before the 1970s, and yet it hasn't been a topic of discussion until the early 2000s. Even today, in 2016, the transgender community is just a stepping stone in the conversation. In fact, the term transgender doesn't just apply to trans men and trans women. It's actually an umbrella term for people whose gender identity doesn't align with the sex they were assigned at birth. This includes a long list of identities we haven't even begun to talk about in the news or any other media besides YouTube and Tumblr, maybe. To further elaborate on what I mean by this, I'm going to read some terms from the LGBT Campus Center from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and this isn't even the entire list of terms related to the trans, genderqueer, and queer glossary they have available. So are you ready for this? Here we go. Agender. Allgender. Androgene. Bigender. Fluid or genderfluid. Gender nonconforming. Genderqueer. Intergender. Multigender or polygender, non-binary, pangender, third gender, transfeminine, transmasculine, two-spirit. Confused yet? Most of us are when we are first exposed to these terms, because we've been taught that there is only male or female. Even with trans men and trans women, as hard as it is for them, especially with the restroom debate still going on, most heteronormative allies can reach a level of understanding. For those of us that are purple, it's a little more difficult. How should I dress today? More masculine or more feminine? If I wear makeup, are people going to call me she or her? If I wear a binder under this, are people going to call me he him? What if people ask me if I'm a man or a woman? How will they react when I say neither? Do I correct people when they don't use the gender neutral name I've chosen for myself? Which bathroom do I pick if there's not a gender neutral option? Which box do I check on forums if there's only male and female? How do I introduce myself to a boss, to my coworkers? Should I stay silent about this, or should I speak up? These are questions some of us have to ask ourselves every day, and the answers to those questions sometimes could be the difference between staying safe or putting ourselves in danger, whether that's losing a job, being denied housing, being rejected by our families, getting beat up, or worse. Here in the biggest little city, Reno, progress to make safe spaces for the LGBTQ community has been slow, but is finally gaining some traction. Our center, a space dedicated to education, informational resources, and advocacy for the LGBTQ people, had its grand opening on April 30th. For more information on that, be sure to head over to our videos page and watch our news story on this great building and the people who helped bring it to life. I went to the pre-Pride party bus cruise on April 23rd, put on by Northern Nevada Pride, which helped bring our center to Reno. We started at the patio bar, then went on a tour of various bars downtown for the rest of the night. 
From Carl's to Chapel Tavern, there was never a dull moment. I presented the restroom question to several participants, including Meredith Tanzer, an organizer for Northern Nevada Pride in our center. Oh my God, or seriously, don't go to North Carolina, number one. I mean, give me a break. But also, you know, we're very lucky in Northern Nevada how progressive our state is. And honestly, I was at a youth group for LGBT kids, I don't know, a month ago or something, nationwide. And there were groups, trans groups, that didn't even have Facebooks. They, you had to text a number to find out where the meeting was which is how the gay community functioned for years. But in that case, like, here's this group that wants to do so much, and they were in Texas, like, not even very far from us. So I feel very sad for North Carolina, and I hope people speak up. I mean, that's really what it's about. And that maybe they, the trans community or gender fluid community gets a little bit more progressive in how they approach the issue. People need to know somebody. They need to see a face. They need to be connected by their heart. And that is what we've been missing. Although lately, in the last couple of days, there's been new news reports that are coming out that you really can see a person. And so I think that's what needs to happen. People need to start seeing people as individuals that are fluid, straight, gay, bi, trans, fucking purple, whatever. Oh my God, I cursed. Damn it. I try not to. Sorry. <laughs> the patio bar was filled with smiles and laughter before the bus arrived. Tanzer and her fiance, Vonnie Allen, brought various party favors, like rainbow chapstick, glow sticks, bracelets, and Northern Nevada pride cups for the night. I think events like this bring people together and start conversations, not just LGBT, but whatever. People that basically aren't jerks, and it starts conversation and people meeting one another, which in turn then creates a foundation of support for people. So that's important. When the bus arrived, Tanzer and Alan would signal to everybody by a whistle. And then they would wave a rainbow-colored ribbon to let everyone know it was time to roll out. Honestly, seeing people come together and interacting and laughing and respecting and understand our history. LGBT movement has gotten so progressive that we do assimilate in bars. You just kind of find your own niche. But the gay experience generally has met in bars or met in specific gay locations. So it's important to me to maintain my sense of history by being surrounded by people in that community. So I love it, yeah. It was a fun night of beer, good friends, and laughter, but I have to say I couldn't make it through the entire event myself. We were all thankful to Northern Nevada Pride for hosting the event, but also to the patient bus driver who made sure everyone made it back to the patio safely. There's events like the party bus cruise and the Reno Pride parades, but not everyone feels completely included. For T. Costa, who identifies as genderqueer, their experience in pride parades was not all rainbows and smiles. But yeah, I don't go to Reno Pride anymore because I present as female most of the time. And I am married to a guy who, at the moment anyway, identifies as a cisgender man. And that doesn't in any way erase my, my pansexuality in any way. It doesn't erase the girlfriends I've had in the past. It doesn't erase the boyfriends I've had in the past. It doesn't erase the trans woman who I dated in high school. Me being married to my current spouse does not in any way diminish the relationships that came before him. And even if I had only ever been with men, it wouldn't, that wouldn't make me less pansexual. And so it really bothers me that the LGBT movement tends toward ignoring the B. <laughs> it bothers me quite a bit. And that's why I don't go to Reno Pride because last time I went, I took my spouse who 
isn't sure of his sexuality, so I would put him straight on the questioning spectrum of it. So, you know, we're both on the queer spectrum. And so we had every right to be there and we were, even even just as allies, even if we were just a heterosexual couple wanting to voice our support or even not voice our support, just let people know that they can come to us if they need our help, their help, you know, whatever. And I was made to feel like I just didn't belong there. I was honest to God made to feel like because I married a guy, I don't count. And that's why I don't go to Pride anymore. <laughs> T is an organizer for the Sierra Nevada Anime Fans Unite convention, known by regular attendees as SnafuCon, and also had a background in journalism, so we had a lot to talk about. T is interested in various advocacy fields, including veteran care, homeless queer youth, and COPD awareness. In fact, they donated plasma right before our interview, much to my surprise. I donated plasma. It is in my dad's honor because he had COPD. That's not what killed him, but he had COPD and about uh, 30 to 45 percent of the medicines they make out of plasma are for COPD patients. And so we do it twice a week unless we're sick or have other stuff going on that prevents us from doing it in my dad's honor. I certainly couldn't donate blood or plasma myself. I'm way too squeamish. But I was impressed by T's passionate personality. They told me about how they came out as genderqueer, how supportive their family was, and how much they thought that media, social media in particular, has a strong influence over the LGBTQ community. If it weren't for Tumblr, I wouldn't have words for what I am. And there are a lot of people who are like, fuck labels. And I'm like, I get that. And if you don't want a label, that's fine. For me, the labels were very self-affirming to know that I'm not out there, I'm not alone, that there are other people like me out there, to know that I'm not an aberration. And also, I'm autistic and I need to have categories. <laughs> I need to have categories. Not necessarily for other people, but for myself. I need to have categories. <laughs> T and I went on to talk about fandoms and TV shows, and it was cool to meet someone who was so similar to me. We both had short hair, we both enjoyed anime, and we both have a passion for the LGBTQ community. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't exist. You exist. You absolutely exist, and you don't have to justify that to anybody. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and would like to stay tuned for more, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to nominate anyone for a feature or contribute your own story, feel free to send us an email at uncategorizedapodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our YouTube series and blog coming soon. This has been a Reynolds School of Journalism production. I'm Sam Ray Johnson, and I'll see you next time on Uncategorized.